Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Hi. How's it going? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'll admit I'm a little sleepy. I, been, I almost fell asleep there during that uh, evening game. But I'm here, ready to talk about some curling. Yes, that a today. lot of action today. Nothing more important than, of course, the... Uh, second to last draw of the men's league at the Ottawa Curling Club, where Team Robbins uh, yeah, won twelve to two this evening uh, to Whoa. confirm a promotion up. So, uh, um, you know, so that's obviously the big story, and there'll be a lot of coverage. I'm sure the Devin Hero article will be coming out shortly on that big matchup. But let's talk about uh, some of the lesser known events going on uh this week let's start out in omaha nebraska with the second leg of the curling world cup a big day out there uh, as both the mixed doubles and the men's teams play two games each the women go once today and a pretty mixed bag for the canadians let's start with the mixed doubles that team of john morris and kaylin park they split their games today obviously we talked last night that they lost to switzerland in the extra end which we mentioned gave them uh, a not an advantage but it wasn't as bad of a loss as if they'd lost in the eight ends because it's a point system so we thought if they could sweep the rest of their games and we assume switzerland would as well that that second game against Switzerland would be for the group, but the Canadians went out, beat Sweden this morning, but fall to the Koreans in the evening draw for the mixed doubles, dropping them to one and two, and it is a big uphill climb here now for John Morris and Kaylin Park. Yeah, Sean, they've got to run the table here on out and get some yes, help. Yes, they need the Koreans or the Swiss to win the game against the Swiss. Yeah, so right now Switzerland leading the pool with eight points. Korea in second place with six, Canada with three, and uh, Sweden yet to get on the board. But because they they did manage to get at least one point out of Switzerland, in theory could go all the way and at least tie them uh, by beating them in regulation if they win out all the rest of their games. So... It's not impossible. No, it is. They still need. But, they still need help uh, in that scenario. Right. They would need yes. help. Uh, Switzerland would need to lose at least one point. Yes. Uh, along the way, so you know it's possible, but it's not looking super good. So I'm feeling good about my pool prediction. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a safe bet uh, at this point. There. What's interesting about this game against the Koreans that Canada loses this evening is the score was 4-4 after two ends and you know that's what just mixed doubles is the Koreans get four in the first the Canadians four in the second but then they steal two steal one they're up 7-1 at the the fourth end break but then they can't score in the second half of the game give up two and then three straight steals for the Koreans and it's a 9-7 final and we talked last night with the power play that John Morris We've seen him in the past at the Canadian Championships and at the Olympics, hesitant to use it. And mm-hmm. today in this game against the Koreans, uses it in the seventh end. 
And like last night, they give up a steal there. And, you know, he, he, he and Kalen Park got three with their power play this morning. So they used its great effect there. But tonight, again, mm-hmm. and, and you, it's just a trend now with, with John Morris that there's this hesitancy to use it. And this is a situation where he's using it for offense and not for defense, and it still doesn't quite play pay off for him. Yeah, and we saw them use it a lot for defense last year in the Olympics. It was not really an offensive strategy because, to be fair to them, they weren't trailing all that often. Right. So we saw him hold on to it and hold on to it and just try to get into that eight with tied or with the lead, use their power play, and they, they were much guaranteed at least one. So, yeah, not uh, being able to use it to great effect while down seems to be their, their downfall. Although, like you say, they were up 7-4. to four. Yes, yeah, they're right? up seven four after four against yeah. Korea, and then they, the Koreans so, get a two in the fifth with their power play, and then to steal so the rest then, of the uh, way, steal, 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 and uh, yeah, just, just not, uh, not looking super sharp right now. So tough day for them. We will we'll talk about the women too. Uh, another yeah, sure. uh, I just want to say tough one more day. thing though before about the power oh. play is that out of the eight teams in the field, Canada does have the worst point differential in the power plays they are with, with the okay. three that they got this morning they are plus point three on the power play which is the worst in the field so they are behind everybody else in that category and again yes you have to now run the table here and if everyone else is using that to great effect they do need to improve that part of their game in order to keep up with the field yeah. absolutely so, so absolutely, yeah so let's Sean. move on then uh, to the women on- so the women's side, uh, it was a one-game day for the women's groups uh, today, for the women's teams. Each of them played uh, one game in each of the four draws. So uh, that's why we had one a one-game day, and we saw Canada drop their game this morning to Korea. And uh, was it was yeah, to Korea, yeah. They fall to Korea by a okay. score of 6-4. to four, This morning. Yeah, and they got, got behind the eight ball... Uh, Pretty early there, giving up a four in the first end. I was looking at the shot-by-shot results, and it seemed like they uh, Tracy Fleury had a shot on her last one and and didn't curl enough or something, and they chipped Korea in, gave them a free draw for four. So uh, it was not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. And, yeah, like a real tough way to get started and not much you can do to come back from that when it's an only an eight-end yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's a real struggle there. They they tried to get their twos, and then they steal in the fourth to make it a one-point game going into the second half. But a steal in six really kind of ended the game just to, to some extent. It's a three-point game at that point. And then Tracy Fleury's only able to get one in the seventh to be down six to four coming home without, and they were unable to make the Korean team throw their last stone in that eighth end Mm -hmm. and with that the canadians fall and you know it's it's early of course with only the two games being played on the women's side and when you look at the standings jamie sinclair is two and oh to this point with the canadians and koreans both being one and one so tracy fleury can bring jamie sinclair back uh she still has to play her twice so it's certainly not over for the canadians but in looking at the numbers, it, it is 
Tracy Fleury that she has to play better. We talked last night that her draw numbers were low. They were low again today, only at 69%. And and last night it was the outturn draw. Uh, today she only played one of them and, and she made it perfectly. On the intern draws today, 64% on seven shots. So Tracy Fleury is going to have to get her draw weight down. Uh, Selena did not play well in this game today, only shooting a total of 61%. Mm-hmm. So that back end of Team Canada is going to have to get better as they go into tomorrow and that game against Jamie Sinclair, which is very important if they're looking to make the playoffs. Yeah, no question about it, Sean. Uh, Jamie Sinclair's team is playing quite well. So far, they haven't played uh, Canada yet, but you know, the, all credit to them. They're winning the games that are in front of them. So uh, they're the team to look out for in that pool. Over in the other pool, we mentioned yesterday that Anna Hasselberg had lost to Japan. Well, uh, Anna Hasselberg seems to have lost yes. again today to Team Scotland. And, oh boy, Sean. Oh yes. boy. So uh, that is a bit of a stunner there with Anna Hasselberg now at 0 and 2. The, this, I don't even know if you want to call it good news for Anna Hasselberg. Uh, both Japan and Scotland are 2 and 0. Obviously, one of them is going to lose tomorrow and if you're Anna Hasselberg you might even want them to go into an extra end or a draw to the button mm-hmm. to, to minimize the points yep. for both of those teams give you a chance to come back but at this point Anna Hasselberg is going to need some help from the Chinese uh, to win a yeah. game against China, Japan and Scotland and to have those two teams split against each other but it is definitely an uphill climb here at this point yeah she's got to She's got to get the four wins in regulation, so uh, she's going to need 12 points. Yes, and even that might not be enough. You know, she is going to need China to, if not beat Japan and Scotland, at least get some points from them in those games. Yeah, and I mean, no one, no one's more surprised than us. We were uh, super confident there on uh, Monday night with our predictions about, uh, oh yeah, Anna Hasselberg will win this. Is no contest. Is so easy. Whoops. Uh, and. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, what can you yeah. say? Yeah. Whoops. And, and, and we did say on the show that Sadzuki Fujisawa, we, we love her. They're a really good team. Even mm-hmm. your head, obviously you can never count them out, even with Eve's injury and still trying to get back into it. But Sweden is the best team in the world. Anna Hasselberg is the best player. And you just don't expect them to go 0-2. So, you, 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 yeah. No, and, and it was, uh, I mean... It wasn't even particularly close. It was, you know, Sweden got out ahead, and then you know Scotland uh, put their steel pan, and as our friend at one time would say, and took one, stole two, stole one, stole one, stole one, and and uh, ran them out of stone. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I wish I wish I had been able to watch the game to see exactly how it unfolded, but unfortunately, this one uh, wasn't on on uh, streaming today. So yeah, so. Was one I missed out on, one I would have yeah, liked to so have seen. Yeah, so we'll see what happens tomorrow with that, with the women playing two games. And let's shift over our attention now to the men. Jason Gunlifson played twice today, splits his two games. He goes in, and uh, as we signed off last night, Scott, he had a lead against uh, Scotland, and uh, Bruce Moat was able to come back and win that game. And today... Jason Gunlison comes in, beats the Chinese team, loses to 
John Schuster and the Americans this evening in a 5-3 final. And if you look here at the numbers, Gunner may be unsurprisingly struggling with draw weight. Yeah, Sean, it seemed like every time there was a choice between draw and hit, he was throwing a hit. Yeah. Which is not wrong. Well, that's his you know, move. That's uh, his strength. Yeah, but we did see him, you know, in, in that tie break last year before the, I guess not a tie break, the wild card game at the Briar. Uh, he played something softer on his last shot, you know. Uh, well, he ended up rolling. Right. He didn't make, he didn't sort make of, the shot. No, he didn't make it, but uh, it was a little bit surprising. So maybe he's going a bit, a bit that way. But uh, I mean, he had a, a chance for a triple, a run back triple to score four, and decided, you know, he he was going to throw it rather than play a pretty tough shot for one. And that was in the fourth end, gave up a steal to Schuster, and he was chasing the rest of the game. Uh, to the Americans' credit, John Schuster played really well. Uh, it seemed from me. I don't have the percentages in front of me. Yeah, have you so got, I got them there? Here. So John Schuster throws an 83% game, uh, 88% on his hits. He only threw uh, four draws at 69%. That's a little skewed because uh, he had a, a zero draw on one of the shots. The other three outturn draws that he threw right. were 92%. So that skews that number a little bit. It's just one miss. Yeah, and, and so eighty three percent overall. They were, it's very good as a team. They throw eighty one percent. And when he was, uh, when Gunner was throwing his last one there, he was saying, "I want to, I want to make him draw," which which makes sense. But uh, his last one came in a bit too far. Gave the Schuster an easy yes. double there for the win. So uh, a, a tough day for Gunlickson. They beat the team that was in front of them in China that they had. They, they played pretty well against the U.S., but obviously if you want to get out of this pool, you're going to need to run the table from here. One and two right now. Uh, surprising on the day, uh, Scotland goes 0-2. They lose a, a game to China and a game to the United States yeah, so, so, yeah, today, so, which uh, really surprised yeah, and me. Good on the Chinese for coming out here and, and having this 2-1 record, which maybe not expected for them. And so the Chinese and the Americans are tied for first place in that pool as we go into the second half of the round robin. And as you say, the Canadians are going to have to run the table and uh, need a little help here as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Scotland's not out of it either. So this is a, a bunched group that's, uh, you know, when, when you look at it right now, nobody's really out of it. Well, nobody really has an edge. Obviously, China and the United States are in a better position than the Canadians and the Scots, but mm -hmm. we've seen so far that this is a pretty evenly matched pool. Yeah, and in both the men's pools, to be honest, nobody's taken a stranglehold. It's uh, two and one, and one and two for everybody. Yeah. So, so when we look over at uh, going into uh, tomorrow, sorry, Group B, I just want to say that just real quick that Thomas Olsrud beats Nicholas Adine this morning. And uh, as they joked on Twitter in the, the 748th time they've played each other. <laughs> um, but a big win yeah. there for Thomas Ulsrud. And we have the same situation, Norway and Sweden at 2-1, and one, the Japanese and the Swiss at 1-2. and two. So the back half of these round robins or the double round robins, a uh, lot, lot of stuff to, still to play out here with nobody taking a stranglehold in mm -hmm. either pool. Yeah, no, absolutely, Sean. It's uh, it's going to be fun to watch for the next couple of days to see how everything shakes. Absolutely. Out. So 
We will shift our attention now from Omaha over to Estevan. Three more draws in the books at the Canada Cup of Curling. Now, let us start on the women's side here. And, Scott, I think we have to start with Chelsea Carey. We threw some dirt on their coffin last night. She woke up this morning and swept it all off. She goes through a big day for her going 2-0. and And you know what? She, she, had, she put a down payment yesterday on her Canada Cup funeral, but she she didn't pay in full, and uh, they bounced back big time today with two huge wins. The first one coming this morning, beating Casey Scheidegger, and then this afternoon with a win over Allie Flaxy. So Chelsea Carey, maybe we overreacted a bit. Yeah, we might have, Sean. Uh, she was doing a great job of forcing this morning, uh, forcing Scheidegger. Uh, to taking one and forcing her into tough shots too. I uh, should give up a steal, but when she had the hammer, she was able to take a deuce uh, three times. So really was able to capitalize there with the hammer. I saw the the interview that they put up uh, on YouTube uh, the, of the media scrum with, with Chelsea Carey, and she had a big smile on her face. She said, you know what, we're, we're finally figuring it out. You know, we didn't think we were playing that poorly yesterday, just missing some shots here and there and important ones. And today they were able to, to make the important ones, which is, you know, when you're playing is the, the key to winning yes, and losing. Uh, very much. So. so she comes out, she has the morning off. So interestingly, just in schedule wise, she had tonight off. She has the morning off as well. She comes back two o'clock tomorrow afternoon playing Rachel Holman and, when you look at the standings here, both Chelsea Carey and Rachel Holman have two losses. That is very likely to be a loser-goes-home game tomorrow afternoon. I agree, Sean. And and so while we're talking about Rachel Holman, uh, another struggle again tonight. Yes. With the ice, uh, the, the draw weight wasn't there for Rachel. Uh, it seemed like the team was a little bit out of sorts. Yeah, what they did got you think? good and blowed out tonight. Uh, I was at the Ottawa Curling Club. I posted a picture on our Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. The club sort of paused there for a bit in the, uh, I believe it was the third end where she gave up the steal of three, where everyone was sort of looking at this and you could sort of see the wheels coming off a bit. And yeah, yeah. she just didn't have that draw weight. And you even saw it in the, uh, what was it, the seventh end where she's throwing her last one trying to steal and there's the pick. And she basically throws a spinner mm-hmm. down the ice and makes the shot. And you can sort of see their reaction, that they're just laughing about it and, and sort of this is the shot we make when it's picking and it's spin and you got to spin it. And you can sort of see mm-hmm. that on their face, sort of how they recognize some sort of the absurdity of all that. And it just wasn't their night. As we saw last night, I think tonight was worse than last night with the, the Scheidegger game. Now, that being said... Uh, she did give Casey Scheidegger an extra point last night in the seventh, in the ninth end, excuse me, wasn't quite as bad there tonight, but just two nights in a row, just, just off. Yeah, Sean. And that, that big steal of three, I mean, that's just, she was just like right. on her draw. So yeah, that's the kind of shot that you just, you can't miss when you're playing at this level, you know, uh, it's really, really tough to come back from, especially with a team, the caliber of Jennifer Jones. So tough night for yes. them. Did you catch the end of the Carrie Anderson, Darcy Robertson 
Sean's dream TV yes, game. That, that made me very, yes, that <laughs> made tonight. me very sad uh, <laughs> to see that. Darcy Robertson yeah. just, she missed her last two stones. She's up to playing yeah. 10 and she misses the last two shots. She overcurls on both. And uh, and his light on both questionable questionable choices I'd say questionable I mean if she puts the guard up on her first one what does Carrie do she's it's going to be very 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 difficult for her to get three she might still be able to get two but uh, any chance that like yeah yeah it was just really bad and the last one over curling and not being able to rub off and at least give yourself something. Yeah, or, or if the one that she touches, if it moves, you know, just an extra inch and she's second shot, then Carrie Anderson yeah. ends up playing a hit and roll into the forefoot, uh, looking down on the sheet on the left-hand side for her third point. That would have only been for two. For and two, yeah. It, it would it changes the dynamics, obviously, but that's a really tough loss for Darcy Robertson being up, having control for a lot of that game, and she played really well. She made a draw mm-hmm. uh, right to the lid, like to the pin, against a couple there. Uh, I believe it was in the the eighth or ninth end, and just sort of stone cold, just makes the shot, and that's where you think she's going to win, and that, and that's a really tough loss. After a tough loss this morning, uh, or this afternoon, excuse me, for Darcy Robertson against Laura Walker, where Laura Walker plays an in-off, on her last shot mm-hmm. to win the game, to win the game. So yeah. two really two yeah, pretty tough two losses. Two tough last stone losses for Darcy Robertson. When if you look at the way they played, the way those games went, that they could very easily be three and one right now. Now they're sitting at one and three, unlikely to get anything out of that. Uh, you know, you run the table, go four and three, maybe, but uh, really a, a tough day for Darcy Robertson. Good for Kerry Anderson. To make that shot, mm-hmm. win the game in, in in an end that really wasn't set up particularly well for them going through. Even I think Val Sweeting, after her first one, she kind of missed it. And the microphone caught her saying, I don't think we should have done that. <laughs> right? And, and <laughs> yeah. then they come through and uh, make the last three count. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, good resiliency there from Team Anderson. Sitting at the top of the tables alongside uh, Jennifer Jones and Casey Scheidegger right now, I think those teams at one and three, Sean, I think we can cross them all off from playoff contention. I think it's down to the last five, four, three spots. And that game tomorrow between Rachel Homan and Chelsea Carey, as you say, in my mind, will eliminate one of those two teams. So that's the big game to look for tomorrow yeah, afternoon. And, and if you look to what's coming up, the game in the morning is Carey Anderson against Casey Scheidegger. So one of those teams is going to fall to two. And it mm-hmm. gives then, and, and actually Casey Scheider has to go through Jennifer Jones then in the afternoon. So a tough day tomorrow for Casey Scheidegger. But in looking at the schedule then, if Casey Scheidegger splits her games, say, then two people in that three and one will drop down to two losses, opens it up for both Chelsea Carey and Rachel Holman in theory. But Yes, I think the most likely scenario is that we could have a tie break with four teams. A four and three well, yeah, tie a break? four and three tie break going through. But if Casey Scheidegger loses both of those games, then maybe that carry home game isn't a loser leave town game. 
but, but yeah. we'll have to see what happens. It, it seems to me right now, and just looking at who plays who, that Casey Scheidegger will ha- have a pretty big say in that what that number is going to be. If it's if it's yeah, a three right. uh, loss, or if or if you have to stick at two, it's it's really going to be up to how she, not how she plays, but the results of her games. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I I just think based on who's playing well right now and what the standings are, it's those five teams. Allie Flaxy got trounced tonight by uh, Casey sure Scheidegger. Uh, gave up three in the first and then a steal of two, and it was basically over. So, you know, I I don't see them coming back uh, and doing any damage. Laura Walker's team, they felt like they were playing well all, all week uh, before that win today against Darcy Robertson. And like you say, she made a great shot in her last one to pick up the win. So, you know, maybe we see that turn into uh, some momentum tomorrow afternoon. But uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't bank too no, much on it. Uh, probably not. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts there to still sort out. Let's move over to the men's side real quick. And if we were too quick to bury uh, Chelsea Carey, we were not too quick to bury the Reed Carruthers team as they go 0-2 today and look, again, out of sorts. Um, not quite as bad yeah. as yesterday, but really not all that inspiring in their performances thus far in this event. And, I mean, they played Brad Jacobs tight this morning. They stuck with Cooey tonight. But that team is obviously done at four losses. Matt Dunstone's 0-4. And they've they talked a lot on the broadcast that he's got to get better on on throwing soft soft shots. He is defaulting to hard stuff, and he's been off. And when you're off by you know a, a millimeter, throwing it as hard as he can throw it, there's just no room for air there. So a lot of rollouts and, and missed opportunities there for that team. So Dunstone and McEwen, we can definitely cross off. And then it's up for grabs here between the other five squads. Yeah, Sean, with a seven-team field in the side, uh, only six games. So they're going to finish up tomorrow their uh, their round robins. So, you know, uh, Brad Jacobs is looking pretty good there at the 4-0. He's clinched already at least a tiebreaker. I would be surprised if he uh, lost both games tomorrow looking at uh, at his schedule here. He's got uh, Mike, or John Epping, rather, and Brendan Botcher. So uh, it's possible. Yes. That he could drop both yep. of those. Uh, Brendan Bach's team playing quite well. Uh, we saw an interesting thing happen this evening, uh, or this afternoon rather, and that was their team ran out of yeah. time in the and fourth And it wasn't even close. Brendan Botcher was still at the far end putting the broom down when they ran out of time. Yeah, and, and so uh, in his interview after the game, he basically owned it and said... We didn't have anybody looking at the time, right. but also the, their time clocks, the next end malfunction. Yeah, what a coincidence so, that a team runs so, out of time and then, oh, we can't get them to work the next end. Right. So anyway, but, but he basically owned it and said nobody was looking at the time. We had no idea. But even with running out of time, uh, Brad uh, Gushu wasn't able to capitalize. Yeah, Gushu pitches it through. Uh, he has an open draw. And he pitches it through on the next shot. We, we said yesterday, Brad Gushu, he won his games, but he didn't look good. 
and here mm-hmm. he has an open draw for three, and he just throws it through. And it, it's sort of emblematic that they don't have the ice yet, that team. No, no, Sean. And so things are not looking good uh, for for my winner pick of Brad right. Gushu, uh, which is which is unfortunate because you're right. They don't have the ice right now. They don't know uh, know what's happening out there and looking a little bit out of sorts. So they're finishing tomorrow against Team McEwen and Team Cooey, and they're going to need to win both of those games. Yep. And there's a, uh, in, in yeah, order. Sorry, there's a big game tomorrow morning too that is the TV game between Bontra and Cooey. So one of those two will fall to two losses. So if Epping right. and Gushu can win out, you're guaranteed a tie break if you win out there. And and if yeah. Kevin Cooey wins that game and Brad Gushu wins out, then you're looking at multiple tiebreakers in that, in that scenario That's right. where you'd have multiple teams, uh, well, at least three teams then at two losses, depending on what happens with John Epping who has Brad Jacobs left, as you mentioned, and then Matt Dunstone. And, you know, John Epping, that team, we, were, we, said, we said yesterday, great start for them. They come out, they, they beat Brandon Botcher in that first game, and then they beat the mm-hmm. Reed Carruthers team, and then a really uh, a tough day for them to, today, losing to Kevin Cooey and as well to Brad Gushu. And this morning's game against Gushu, they only played six ends. They uh, they got yeah. crushed. Yeah, they, it looked like they had uh, maybe spent the night in the patch or something <laughs> and uh, weren't ready to play in the morning. But but no, uh, tough day. I mean, it, it's always a tough day when you go against the defending Canadian champion and Canada's Olympic representative from a year ago. So, you know, not uh, not an easy day by any means, but uh, hopefully they can regroup tomorrow and, and come out uh, and, and run the table for the sake of their team and uh, for my yes, picks. Yes, but for the sake of Vic Router, I might hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, Sean, small comment there. Uh, is it me or does Vic seem like he's oh, getting a Vic bit salty? Is salty. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I love salty Vic. This is awesome. And, uh, you know, he, He's getting, he's, feels like he's getting a bit punchy at the end of the uh, end of the broadcast. Too, he's at the on end of the air night. for nine hours a day. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough, you know. And you know he has trouble walking because of his hips yeah. and stuff. So, like, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't work that many hours a day. How, so, and in between the draw, and the thing is, like, you know, having been at some of these events and seeing the way the production goes, they're on air for nine hours, but they record that sit down shot about 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes before the TV time. So if the, the game comes on here, it comes out at 8 PM. They're filming that at, uh, well, seven local. So they're filming that about between six 30, they're sitting down to film that. So he has to be ready to go, you know, makeup, makeup done, all that having eaten mm-hmm. and everything, so if you look at how long is between yeah. the draws, you know, it goes two seven. So if they're out of the, by the time they get out of the booth, it's five fifteen, five thirty. They really only have an hour to go get something to eat, relax, and then they're right back at it. That those are long days. Oh yeah, Sean, they're they're long days even just spectating at some yeah. of those events, you know, and so having to talk for that long uh, as you know is very very yes, tough and there's only so many times i'm sure that that you can hear the word gear effect 
or the phrase gear effect without sort of losing your marbles a little bit <laughs> for for no Vic. Doubt, so Sean, yeah, no so doubt. for Vic's sake, hopefully no tiebreakers. But for our viewing's sake, I'm good with some tiebreakers. Um, oh yeah, Sean, I'd love it. I'd love it. I've I've got a couple of meetings tomorrow, uh, which is too bad because uh, I was kind of hoping I could duck out right. early on a Friday and, and take advantage and and see some of the some of the curling. But uh, I'll have to hope for some extra curling there on yeah the so a lot to shake out here on both the men's and women's side at the canada cup as well at as at the world cup of curling so that will do it for us this evening enjoy the games tomorrow any everybody a lot of fun stuff going on we'll be back with you tomorrow night after tsn goes off the air we will sort out who is in who is out on the men's side what to expect in that final women's draw on Saturday morning at the Canada Cup, and we will go through the results at the World Cup and set you up for the last day of round-robin play on Saturday out in Omaha. So, Scott, sleep fast. I'm going to try my best. I didn't I didn't do it last okay. night, Sean. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, give my. it another shot tonight. Uh, everyone, if you haven't yet, you can follow us along at Game of Stones Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us with any questions you might have for the show, given these weekly or excuse me, nightly updates through the week at Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. Always love hearing from everybody and do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast so as to not miss our daily coverage here of the Canada Cup and the World Cup of Curling. So we'll, we will be back with you tomorrow night. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...